Welcome to the Talks at Google podcast, where great minds meet. I'm Kyle, bringing you this episode of the Talks at Google podcast. Talks at Google brings the world's most influential thinkers, creators, makers, and doers all to one place. Every episode is taken from a video that can be seen at youtube.com slash talks at Google. While on tour for their first album, The Garrig, Mongolian rock band The Who stops by Google to play a short set and answer some questions. The band discusses the traditional instruments they play and incorporate into their music, their history and experiences touring the world, and the message they hope listeners take away from their music. Moderated by Googler Ken Arthur, here is The Who, The Gehrig Tour. Oh, <laughs> 
Thank you so much for coming out and performing for us. Uh, that was really impressive. I think everybody agrees. Um, so the first thing I want to ask you about is uh, probably the most obvious thing that's different about your band is these beautiful instruments. Uh, so could you tell us a little bit about uh, which instruments you're using today, uh, what their kind of background is, and also whether the specific ones you're playing are modified at all to handle the kind of music you're doing, or if these are exactly mm -hmm. as they would traditionally be built and played? Бидрийн өвчмийн зэмсэг бол одоо бидрийн өвд эцэс өвлөгдөж маш олон одоо 1000 жилийн өмнөөс өвлөгдөж ирсэн өвчм байгаа. Энэ бол цэвэр язгуур монгол өвчм. These are the instruments uh, uh, traditional Mongolian instruments have been played by our ancestors for thousands of years. Тэгээд манай одоо traditional Mongolian modern chord which we're playing uh, it's, uh, the color is usually brown, and also the, uh, uh, the horse head would be facing towards the uh, audiences. For our uh, style, the Hunurok, uh, these instruments, we kept the acoustics, uh, the sound of the instruments as uh, the same as the uh, old version. Because our style is uh, the blend of uh, uh, Eastern meets uh, Western, old meets new. So uh, we, uh, for our style, we made little changes to the appearance of uh, the instruments, like uh, changing the uh, the horse head direction. Yeah, we wanted to uh, our horses looking at us when we are playing, and also we got this uh, silver ornaments, and we made little changes. Like you mentioned, your music is kind of a meld of traditional and uh, like a rock or a metal sensibility. 
Um, it seems like you've definitely leaned into the, the theatricality of metal with um, some great costumes. I love all your boots, uh, amazing instrument design. Um, are there particular rock or metal acts that you would say inspired you or that you listened to? Uh, or is it kind of that you mm -hmm. felt like that genre just fit well with your music? When we were uh, students in uh, music school, uh, we used to play guitars and, you know, uh, and also uh, listen to so many bands, uh, Western rock bands. Melimason, System of Down, Foo Fighters, <laughs> ACDC. Yeah. So probably you've heard the uh, names, and he said uh, uh, it's uh, there's so many bands, you know, and uh, just just to example those names, and the list goes on. Not only uh, metal, so many bands we listen to. Aside from the instruments, the other thing, the other aspect is obviously the singing. Um, so you use a technique called Tuvan throat singing. Uh, could okay. you tell us about how that evolved and maybe how it's different from? So you know, First of all, uh, I'd like to thank you for everybody here and listen to us. And it's a complete honor to be here in uh, uh, Google office and uh, playing our music here. So the good. Throat singing is a big thing in our culture, and it's uh, originated from uh, the uh, Mongol tribes around Alta Mountains. Mm-hmm. It's originated in Alta Mountains in Mongolia area, and there are so many tribes, you know, like including Tuva. We have the, uh, our own different style of throat singing. For example, in Mongolia, uh, Mongolian styles is more higher notes uh, than the uh, Tuvan throat singing. Throat singing is very important to our uh, band sound, and there's a reason, you know, like we only sing in Mongolian because uh, it's very hard to sing in any other language and uh, using throat singing. It's, it's a Mongolian uh, throat singing. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, music school. Could you tell me a little bit about how you all met and how the band came together and then how you decided to do rock music fused with traditional music? We're all graduates from uh, music schools, professionally trained, and uh, the, uh, we got a master's degree in uh, performing arts. Mm -hmm. Yes, Gala and Temka, they uh, studied for 12 years together when, uh, uh, in a Mongolian music school. 
Back in the days when they were little, they had their own band, not this band. In Kushi studied music college and university, and he's a professional musician and also a throat singer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm older than them and I, uh, I went to a music college and conservatory and, and uh, I used to teach at Mongolian State Conservatory for 10 years as a flute teacher. And before the band, we used to play together in a, a different band, band, ethnic rock band, and we, uh, uh, we've been together a long time, and we respect and love each other. Okay. In 2016, uh, we, we started this band, and we were just uh, there together. You know, we found you know we knew that you know who should be in the band because of uh, the, the love of, uh, for music, and we we shared this common thing. So that's why we uh, gathered together. When we make music together, we always uh, uh, remember how much we love music. That's why the music comes out of this band, touches people's heart. And we always wanted to make it heart to heart, soul to soul, mind to mind. So that's why I think people starting to like our music a lot. Uh, yeah, I think that comes across. Um, I know you have a lot of fans here, even though most people probably can't understand the, li the lyrics. But you know, it, it's obvious just by watching you how passionate you are. So, thank you. Thank you. Um, so I went and read a little bit about what the lyrics of the songs actually say because I don't speak Mongolian. Um, so our audience, I encourage you to watch some of the YouTube uh, lyrics videos. Uh, and I know you you all have a really positive message. Uh, could you talk a little bit about your songwriting? process and like what message you're trying to get across in your songs and your lyrics. Uh, we uh, work very closely with our producer Dashka and with the lyrics and uh, he's, uh, he's considered not only a uh, producer and also one of the members of the uh, band. Uh, songwriting process is uh, always uh, it can be, you know, like so many days and we would record, there were days, you know, we record a song three times and record the song uh, a week, then go back and re-record it and go back and visit and change. So, our ancestors brought so many good things to uh, the world. For example, uh, the Gerig, which is the uh, first diplomatic passport to the world. And also, you know, uh, there's uh, international trading started with our ancestors a long time ago, which is Silk Road. And also, um, Postal service, the first postal service in the world, and uh, 
also uh, there was the back in the days, 13th century, there was only one uh, empire actually uh, loved everybody sh uh, should practice their own religion without, and it's, it was a very progressive back then. In Michelin, so not only just uh, singing about our ancestors, we also have a message, you know, like through our music, we want to inspire others with courage. And we want to, uh, we believe that every person has worry spirit in uh, her or in him. And we would like to wake that worry spirit up. And you can uh, be uh, strong and powerful and to do something good for the world, you know, because uh, our challenges are different today. You know, when we are united together, and when we are united together and stand against injustices and take care of this world and protect it, and that's all we wanted to uh, say to our uh, listeners. So you're in the middle of your U.S. tour, and I believe you've already done a European tour. Uh, so could you talk a little about if there's anything interesting stories from the tour and how different audiences have reacted? I know in the U.S., uh, non-English language acts have not been as prevalent, but recently we've had a lot of success from K-pop and other uh, uh -huh. groups. So have you noticed uh, U.S. audiences really responding to your music? American tour is a we're so uh, happy to be here, and we're uh, about a month into our three-month tour, three-and-a-half-month tour, and uh, because of our uh, YouTube views, we get so many views, and most of them are from America. So we knew that America loves us. So, <laughs> so it's been it's amazing, and everywhere we go and we listen to, we can see actually people uh, intelligently, like, receiving our message. It gives us a goosebumps, you know, and when we uh, come to this new cities in America and sold out, then uh, even though it's our first time, before we get on a uh, stage, you know, the people chanting who, 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 as if we were like a, uh, a big band around so long, you know, they're just, they were waiting for us. And it's just, it's just amazing feeling. Because of the, uh, our language, you know, it's very unique. And, uh, you know, uh, also the music is uh, something from the heart. And we feel like uh, the people here just receiving our message fully. Do you guys ride horses? Everybody can uh, ride horses, especially uh, Jaya and Nkush actually. They, uh, when we were uh, little, they used to participate for Mongolian horse racing. I kind of have two questions. Um, one, are there female Mongolian bands? And two, I guess it'd be a question for each of you guys. Um, which artists would you guys like to collaborate with in the future? Between all the I go, 
Yeah. We have uh, so many things going on in Indian music scene, and yeah, there are so many uh, girl bands. And uh, I'm not sure if you're a girl band. 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 I'm the Eminem, <laughs> so <Yeah>. many. <laughs> so probably you heard the names, you know, like uh, our dream, uh, dreams are big. So we want to work with anybody like uh, Corey Taylor of Slipknot, even Eminem, you know, we're open to any, everything. Awesome. Thank you. Because uh, our music, uh, the style we chose is Hunu Rock, that we, which we created. It's very dynamic. It can be uh, collaborated with anybody. You know, not only rock. We can uh, we can go and work with anybody in, in any genres. Hi, thank you for coming. Um, I just want to share that I share the same name as your band's name. My last name is also Hu. Okay. Thank you guys for coming. And uh, I have a friend who also tried to learn throw thingy. So just for reference, I wonder how many years have you guys practiced to get to this level of throw singing? So in between the four members uh, from two years to like 20 years of experience. Also, what percent of, you know, your homies can do this? Like, do you actually karaoke and throw thingy? You know, some, uh, when we go to karaoke, some of the songs that are behind the scene, you know, the Mongolian songs, there's a throat singing going on. And we do that, you know. I don't usually just sing regular songs. <laughs> Hi, I have been following your bands on YouTube for a few months now. And uh, I just want to ask, uh, since you already take your music internationally, do you have any plan to translate it into other languages? Okay. You know, uh, we uh, answered this question before uh, because because of our style of music and uh, singing, uh, throat singing in Mongolian is the, uh, the the best choice, and it's gonna be so hard to sing in every any other languages. Uh, there is a, like an inner Mongolian band. It's called Hangai, I believe. They are quite popular in China and. Uh, this kind of a mix, mix of like folk music and uh, rock, <coughs> and uh, I think they translated some of their songs into Chinese, and it's quite uh, it's quite good actually. <laughs> the band is called Hang Hang Gai. Yeah. 
Was it a question or? I, I'm just saying that it's possible <laughs> to translate the music into some other languages if you're trying. Okay, it's a suggestion then. Uh, okay. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I, 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 I would prefer to understand the music. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm a big fan. So, uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's Hanga's choice to do uh, translate their songs and sing, and also Hanga is uh, sings just a, a regular singing. They're not doing throat singing. Maybe it's easier for them. Um, can you can you talk about the history of Mongolian music because it sounds so so different from other um, Asian music, mm -hmm. Chinese. Uh, okay. This instrument I'm playing is top sure. It's been played by our ancestors so many years, and and we got like two top shirts in. Uh, our band. This instrument is uh, one of the first instruments from our ancestors, and, and it started as like uh, two strings. We modified it into uh, three strings. Okay. Thank you. In Okay. I don't know how to explain. Okay, let me try. Uh, you know, like, uh, even today uh, in countryside in Mongolia, out of nowhere, people uh, make this instrument their own way using this. Uh, how do you say it? <laughs> the, uh, the kind of big spoon, you know, like a wooden spoon they use, like a little skin over it and string it up, and they would just start to play, which was probably invented thousands of years ago. I think they misunderstood the question. I'm sorry, let me just. So I'd like to clarify something because, you know, uh, you asked me about music and the music and mystical instruments, the same word, but that's why I had to redirect. So uh, he's saying uh, here, uh, Mongolian music is uh, it's, it's just very uh, deeply connected to the way we live as nomads. Going around and and also the Murmkhor, you know, it's been uh, played by our ancestors so many years, and it's made by uh, um, you know that you can see the horses is very important into our lives, and also uh, um, because the nomads they have you know like for example if there's a, a, you know like how do you explain this sometimes little animal you know heard give a birth to a baby and the mother doesn't want to nothing to do with the baby and in order to they, uh, get them together they have to use this instrument and sing certain songs until the mama accepts the baby so it's such things it's just always something to do with uh, 
how we live our lives. Not only it's using just in our homes in the year, in a, even in our great Khan's time, you know, at the Kublai Khan had like 500 people orchestra in his uh, palace. So it, it, it was just not only just small things, and we had even orchestra back then. There's a lot of uh, Mongolian old scripts and stuff uh, talked about Mongolian instruments, and we see that it's, it's like uh, very old, longer than we think. It existed before. You know. Cool. I think we can do one more question. Uh, um, thank you for coming. The performance is amazing. Um, I'm curious about the metal instrument you were playing with your mouth. Um, it reminds me of a, or it looks like a jaw harp, which I believe it's in some like American bluegrass music. So I didn't know if it was a traditional Mongolian instrument or something you've decided to incorporate. So talk about that. Chini, amara to hold just in two more words, chenge har sencha jaw harp bedi tista jaw harp. Thirmen te tista harik te chena in Mongolian unchni ogi chumu school thanos hamtukche irkhtege anda katar sushi chedi chagamu. Inya ko Mongolian ogchum. Mongol Mongol. This is Mongolian uh, traditional instruments also. It's been played by our ancestors so many years and it's originated from us and also it's now it's really a uh, uh, big thing in uh, Russia and Siberia, the people called Yakutsk. And uh, when, we, uh, when he went there, uh, the people said, you know, this instrument, even though we got it like better than you, this uh, uh, instrument originally from comes from you guys. <laughs> so there is no uh, Traditionally, I want to say uh, this is also Mongolian uh, tradition instrument called Tsor. And about 2200 years ago, uh, Mongolians used to play this, and it's, it's still the same today with only two, uh, three holes. And uh, yeah, it's a very, uh, everything uh, we use is Mongolian traditional instrument. The technique is so different than any other instrument. Everybody understands. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think cool. we have one question in the back that we're yeah. going to cram in, and then that'll be it. Hi. You said you turned the horses' heads towards you, mm -hmm. but you didn't really say. Is there a specific meaning, or did you just think it looked cool? Like, what what was the intent behind that? Okay. Thanos, I get married. I get to talk to you. I'm not going 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 to
ямар нэг утга байсан юм уу эсвэл зүгээр л ажиж чамруу харгуй яа гэж байгаа юм уу мэдээж монгол хүн болохоор морийг маш одоо дэндэлж хүндэтгэж анд нөхөр мэт үзэж ирсэн эртээр үйс а монголын we love horses it's a, uh, something we love and respect and it's like our best friend So I'd like to be connected with my best friend you know, and do, uh, you know, go fast and <laughs> so a connection, yes. Wanted to be connected when they're playing. Thank you. Okay, I think we're out of time, so let's give the who another hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. If you have any feedback about this or any other episode, we'd love to hear from you. You can visit g.co slash talks at Google slash podcast feedback to leave your comments. To discover more amazing content, you can always find us online at youtube.com slash talks at Google, on our website, google.com slash talks, or via our Twitter handle at talks at Google. Talk soon.